And that's going to be my focus today. Um, through the presentations that I've heard, the common thread today has been communications. And I want to share some insight into the lost art of communications. Internal comms in businesses is no longer the warm and fluffy afterthought. It firmly has a seat at the table, and it's rising up businesses' agendas. So I'm going to show you how you can use communication to build lasting relationships with your employees that will ultimately drive business results like productivity, like retention and cost. So I wanted to start off with some statistics because every good presentation likes some nice stats. So these are nice stats to see, aren't they? None of them are true. But wouldn't it be great if this was reality? And that's what our passion is. I can show you statistics that show the negatives that you've seen a hundred times before. But our focus is on looking at how we can turn this into reality through good, effective strategic communications. So before I show you how to do that, I just wanted to indulge into one of my favorite pastimes, which is people watching. Now, I was in Orlando a couple of weeks ago, and I was lucky enough to be sat by the pool, working away, thinking about what the focus was going to be for this presentation. And I'm sure you've all been there before. You're sat by a pool, you're in a bar, in a coffee shop, and you can't help but people watch. And I'm always fascinated by all the different couples that are out there. And I'm always spending time thinking, how did you two end up together? What is your story? <laughs> you've got the obvious ones, the slightly older, doddery guy, and the nice, bouncy, younger woman, and some might say it might be money. Then you've got those couples that you kind of have to squint to look at, how do they look right together? But they just do. They work. There's energy. They're clearly in love. And every relationship is different. Everybody has their own story. They come from a different place. But there are common threads in all relationships that make them work. And there are huge similarities between the relationships we have in the outside world and the relationships between employees and the employer. They might be short relationships. They might be long-lasting relationships. Depending on whether you have employees that work in the office or they work remotely, you're going to have to interact with them in different ways. And as soon as we recognize that and we work towards that, the more that you're going to get out of your employees. So I started thinking about the kind of key things that we need in any good relationship to make it work. So this is me and my husband. We've been married for five years. We've been together for 16. And probably these seven things are key things that we need to make our relationship work. But these are no different to what an employee needs from their employer. Maybe minus the sex appeal. <laughs> <laughs> But shared beliefs, a cornerstone to any good relationship. You have to have shared beliefs. And this is no different to values. A business has to present its values, and an employee has to buy into those values for them to last in that relationship. Fulfillment. Every good relationship needs to be fulfilled. You want to feel like you're growing together, that you're going somewhere. It's just another word for learning development and career progression. And maybe sex appeal is all about employer branding and what attracts you to that company in the first place and makes you get excited about wanting to work there. It's all the same, just without the HR jargon. And that's what we need to start focusing on as businesses. We need to be thinking about the whole person, the whole self. 
And I'm not talking about total well-being. I'm talking about employee experience. Employee experience is the total sum of everything that an employee experiences when they're with a company. So we're thinking about onboarding and recruitment. We've got career progression, how you're rewarded as an employee, what the company's vision is, and how you know that you can contribute to that through your role. Your people are your biggest asset. And in the oil and and gas sector, that's becoming a a big trend again. It's emerging as talent. I need to be looking after new talent that's coming through, but thinking about the more skilled and experienced talent that you have within the business. But what we have to remember is that your people are just humans. They're real people. They go home and they worry about how they're going to pay the mortgage. They want to make sure that they've got the right medical cover for their kids. They want to make sure they're progressing in their career. They might have elderly parents that they need to worry about how they're going to look after. So as an HR team, we need to be thinking about how we can take all of these worries, this whole self, and take that away from the employee so they can just come into work and focus on doing their job and being as productive as they can be. So some real stats for you now, so you don't think I've just had too many wines by the side of the pool in Orlando. 73% of CEOs are concerned about the availability of key talent. And in a recent survey published by PwC, almost 50% of CEOs in the oil and gas industry are looking to increase their headcount this year. But what is it that candidates want? Well, for the third year running... They want work-life balance over everything else. And I'm not talking about a 50-50 balance. I'm talking about that flexibility piece, blending your work and your outside life together, fusioning them together, and looking at how you can mould your work around your life. So I think there is a real new age of the employment area coming out, and that is the employee experience era. So I can probably talk to you for about two hours about how you can use communication to impact the whole person. But I have 14 minutes left, so I want to focus on an area where I think you can get the biggest impact. The biggest part of that whole self is probably reward and benefits. And it's arguably one of your biggest employee spends and an area where you can see that return on investment. So I want to share some top communication tips that we've seen work with other businesses and how they've seen success in this area but that can be applied to any industry. So sticking to the relationship theme, the honeymoon period. When things are exciting, they're fun, they're fresh, you want to see that person all the time, you're probably not ready to take your makeup off in front of them quite yet. It's just the same as an employee onboarding. Those first 90 days, when they're fresh, they're excited, they're on a steep learning curve, they have to show you and tell you why that you wanted to employ them in the first place. They have to prove their worth. And as an employer, it's the perfect time for you to set expectations. They're walking in the door, they have no baggage, so you can demonstrate your expectations, how you want them to behave, the work ethic that you expect. It's a really, really key time to communicate and engage with people. Google is probably one of the biggest brands on the planet in terms of attracting talent. They have 
cool slides in the office, they have funky workout spaces, they've got collaboration spaces, they've got beer fridges, free food in the canteen. They clearly don't have a problem at attracting talent. Yet Google were struggling with how productive their new hires were. There was a real problem. So they ran a pilot. And this pilot consisted on, of one piece of communication. On the Sunday, before any manager had a Nugula, which is what they call their new hires, joining that week, they would send their managers one email. And that email had a checklist. Checklist included, make sure you pair your Nugula up with a buddy. Encourage them to use social networks. Make sure you, you book in a monthly check-in for the first six months and encourage an open dialogue. Now, that seems almost patronizing because it's so simple. But when they reviewed the results after the pilot, they found that people that received the email, who had a manager who received the email, were 25% more, 25 more efficient in their role faster than people that didn't. So they can have all that jazzy stuff, they can have the slide and the cool workspace, but it just goes to show that simple, effective communication can really make a difference in productivity. And this is what we do at Gallagher Communication for our new hires. So these are our induction boxes. And we've kind of gone away from jazzy technology and we've gone back to basics. They get this lovely box personalised to them that arrives at their home address the week before they start work with us. And in that box, there is something that represents each of our values. Um, so one of them is we learn at every opportunity. So they have a check in there for £700 to spend on their learning and development. There's also a note from their manager, a note from their buddy, and a photo frame to bring in a picture of their family and friends to put on their desk when they start. And what happens when we send this out? Every single time it goes on social media, people are sharing pictures of the box, they're talking about it, other people are commenting on it, and we're creating brand ambassadors before they even walk in the door. So we're pushing our brand externally, and when they, when they do arrive, we're setting expectations, we're demonstrating the behaviours that we want to see. Area number two is growing together. So when you get past the nice honeymoon phase, you have to move into a zone where you understand each other, you have shared experiences, you know what each other wants from life. With your employees, you need to do the same. You need to be true, you need to be authentic, you have to demonstrate that you know what they need. Now, Nike, believe it or not, um, had trouble with this. So they're probably the biggest brand on the planet. They have no problem attracting customers, They'll get you to buy the latest pair of sneakers. They make you want to wear sportswear out for dinner because it's cool. They attract their employees because of the brand that is out there. But what employees were finding is when they walked in the door, the experience really didn't match up to that external brand. The experience wasn't the same. They weren't, Nike weren't showing up internally like they do externally. So we had to come in and help them create an HR brand that accurately reflected the way that they were on the internal world. It helped to demonstrate the behaviours that they wanted to see. We helped them with messaging, different places to interact with them on their employee journey that matched up to that Nike experience and that brand. And this also relates to campaigns that you do on a day-to-day -day basis. So coming away from brand and thinking about communication campaigns that you send out. 
we need to move away from saying, I need to think about how I engage 8,000 people. You should be thinking, how can I have a conversation with one person 8,000 times? So a bit closer to home now, um, and I know we've got a few people from Southwestern Energy in the room. So Swin and Newfield, they recognised this last year when they were running their open enrolment campaign. They knew that their employees had different needs. They needed to be spoken to in different ways. So they both sent very personalised campaigns out to their employees, thinking about their job roles, the plans that they were in, the type of coverage they had, the locations that they were working in, and tailored the messaging and the communication to fit those people, demonstrating they knew what they needed. And Newfield, they created videos going out and speaking to employees and getting them to share their experiences and how they'd use benefits and how it made a difference to their lives, but in different ways, so people could start to relate to them. And they saw big shifts in the changes that they wanted people to make. Every good relationship, you need someone to talk to. You need that guidance. You need counsel now and again. And surprise, surprise, this is managers. This is leadership. And this has been a big trend and theme across the day today. They are instrumental in getting change, behaviours, and things through the business. So it'll be no surprise to see that when we um, ran our... In, so we run a survey called State of the Sector, where we survey businesses across the globe on internal communications. And this year, managers was a huge trend. So 56% said that a lack of line manager communication was a barrier to success. And in North America, one of the top priorities was better leadership communication. And this is because managers are so instrumental in pushing initiatives through. When there's a change in the business, when you want to run a new program, if managers don't get it right, they can be really, really dangerous because a lot of the time they don't have communication skills. They don't know how to tailor a message down to their team to make it relevant to them. And we saw this with Golden One. So they're a credit union uh, bank based out in California, and we created a total well-being strategy for them. So we had to go into the business and unearth all areas of their, their total well-being offering. And we ran a lot of focus groups, we spoke to lots of people, And the key thing that was coming up for them was managers. They didn't feel that their managers supported them when a a change happened. They didn't feel like they had all the answers. They were having to bypass them and go into the HR. And when we spoke to the managers, they said that they didn't feel confident. They didn't feel equipped with the tools that they needed. And they were hiding from things that were coming out from the business or pushing the wrong message down. So when Golden One wanted to make some big benefit changes, we knew that we had to engage with managers to really make a difference. And it doesn't have to be complicated. Ahead of the campaign going out, managers received a two-sided letter which explained what the changes were, what the key messages were to employees, copies of the communications that they'd received, but more importantly, what we needed the business, what the business needed managers to do. Next tip is keeping it fresh, spicing things up. We've talked about it a lot today. We're talking about technology. Think about how your employees relate to the world as a consumer. They're used to information on demand. You can get a taxi on your phone in minutes. You get annoyed if you get on the plane and there isn't any Wi-Fi. 
You expect Amazon not just to deliver next day, but in a couple of hours. And you can pick up your phone and have news alerts like that, and it's your preference, it's personalized to you. So if your employees are interacting like that in the outside world, if you're not keeping up, how are you going to stand a chance in engaging them and getting them to drive behaviors and take action? We've all seen Alexa, and this is probably one of the biggest changes in technology in the last couple of years. No longer do we have to pick something up and actually read it with our eyes. We don't have to make any effort at all. We just walk into a room, ask a question, and we have an answer. And this isn't too far away from the corporate world. Cigna have recently released their own Alexa skills, where people can now talk to Alexa and ask them 150 most common benefit questions. So ask them about their medical care coverage. Get them to tell them what this word might mean. Answer a query for them. So they're already interacting like this in the outside world. So we need to step up internally. We can't see internal communications as the ugly stepsister anymore. We've got to keep up. And there are ways that you can start to integrate this into what you're doing. Something that Realogy identified, when it was... um, when they're talking about their benefits, they were having lots of questions to HR. They were getting flooded, and they were spending a lot of admin time talking to employees and resolving these questions. So we worked with them to develop an email campaign that started to incorporate machine learning. So the emails, once we'd worked out what that employee needed to find out more information about, they'd receive that email, and they can actually interact with the email. They can answer questions, they can ask questions, and that then triggers the next email that that employee will get. And they continue to do that up to open enrollment. So those employees are learning at their own pace about information that they need to know about. Because they've identified that their employees are different, they're at different stages of the life cycle, and they learn in different ways. And the last piece is empathy. We all need to be empathetic and we need to understand our employees. But how do we do that? We do that by listening. And listening is actually one of the biggest drivers to engagement. But as businesses, we aren't doing it well enough. But we have to recognize that people are different. We have to understand what areas of the whole self that they need support in. We have to spend time identifying our own employee demographic and their individual needs. And what that does allow you to do, not only identify how best to communicate with them, but it allows you to create that baseline to measure from. If you know your starting point, then you can monitor how effective your communication is to driving that outcome. And a tip here, when you're thinking about measuring communications, try and think about it in three areas. So action is number one, and that's your quick gratification. That's hits on a website, that's take up in a scheme. The piece that takes a bit longer is perceptions. So that's changing behaviours, getting people to think differently, to feel differently, to become ambassadors of your business. And then the holy grail, which is business impact. That's when you're seeing things like productivity come down, productivity go up, reduction in sick days, reduction in costs. That's where you want to move your communication to. So I can leave you with one thing today. It would be to get personal. But I mean really, really get personal. Appreciate that your audience is very different. 
think about that whole employee experience and the different stages that your employee is going to interact in and the different life stages that they're going through. And you can really get powerful with thinking about how you make that communication relevant and personalised to their own experiences. You need your people. So stop interrupting what they're interested in and become what they're interested in so they fall in love with you. Thank you.